Hello, you are listening to NPE Stories. This is a podcast where NPEs can share their story. I am your host, Lily, and I found out I was an NPE through an ancestry DNA test that changed my life forever. NPE is a term that stands for not parent expected or non-paternal event. This means that one or more of our parents are not who we believe them to be. NPE Stories is a podcast where NPEs can share their story of what their original family was like, how they found out they were an NPE, and what their journey has been like since the day they found out. Welcome to episode 106. There will be an MPE Summit in the fall of 2022. And in the last episode, I gave a save the date, but we're going to need to scratch that date (laughs) because we found out that 180,000 people will already be descending onto Louisville, Kentucky that weekend for a music event. And we want our NPEs and adoptees to be able to have ease with their travel and hotel arrangements. So that weekend that I previously stated will not work. Scratch September. They are now looking into a weekend in October or November of 2022 for an MPE summit, and it will be announced at a later date. It is not my summit. It is being organized by Right to Know and another adoptee group. They are thinking it could have three to 500 NPEs at it. It's going to be amazing. I'm going whenever they decide to have it. I'm on the development committee. I got super excited a couple days ago as they started talking about the NPE celebrities and musicians that they're trying to reach out to and and maybe even have perform for us. I want to be around others that knows what this feels like. I just immediately connect with strangers when they are an NPE. As soon as I find myself at a table with NPEs, within minutes, I'm their friend. I find myself nodding my head and listening and connecting. I'm always like, you know what this feels like. It happened to me too. Whether you are two months in or two years in, you are totally affected by this sort of DNA shock. And it is a shock. It's traumatic. My healing needs community. When I listen to others that get it, I feel understood. I feel a teensy bit better that day. And then the next day is another bad one. So I read or listen some more. And we are going to listen to an NPE share her story today. We are going to be listening to Julia. Hi, Julia. Hi, Lily. Thank you so much for doing this today. Oh, it's my pleasure. I really um, have been looking forward to this. Oh, I appreciate it so much. And and I know you know the format. So we'll just go ahead and get right into your story. Why don't we start at the beginning? And you can tell me about your original family. Okay. So I'm going to give a little background on my parents, my birth certificate father and my mother to begin with. And I'm kind of probably going to go in chronological order, you know, pretty much. So my birth certificate father emigrated to Canada from Hungary in the late 1950s. 
my mother is from Quebec. She's from a, a rural rural area in Quebec, and she moved to Montreal in the late 1950s. So my my parents met probably in around 1959. Um, they both lived in the same rooming house and began living together as man and wife in 1960, but they never married. Um, at that time, my mother was 18 and my birth certificate father was 32. Um, I was born in 1964 in Montreal, uh, which was the time frame that they had decided, you know, to uh, wait three years before trying to have a child. And three years later, they got pregnant with me and I was born uh, in 1964. I have a younger sister who was born two years later in 1966. Um, and my early childhood was good. I mean, my my father was very hardworking. My birth certificate father was very hardworking. My mother worked, even though she didn't necessarily need to. He was, you know, he supported her, but she worked as a waitress and worked um, as a school bus driver when we were little. Um, in 1970, when I was six, we we left my father and moved to Florida, which was really uh, traumatic for me because I really, I really love my, my father a lot, especially when I was little, when I was a little girl. We moved to Florida in 1970. And basically, I was raised in, in South Florida. But we did move back to Montreal from 1974 to 1976. And that is when my little brother was born uh, in Montreal. Um, so in Florida, and, you know, my parents, my birth certificate father was always in our life. Uh, when I was young, even though we were raised in Florida, we would go back to, uh, to Quebec for the summers. We would spend, we would stay with my grandparents, my, my birth certificate father, <laughs> which I call him my father, but for this podcast, I'm going to, uh, refer to him as my birth certificate father. Mm -hmm. uh, so we, you know, we would spend, spend the summers with him my grandparents, my uncle and his family, they had, you know, cousins my age. And uh, that was basically our growing up. And he would come to Florida and spend time with us in Florida. And he was always in our life. Uh, my husband is also from the Montreal area. So after, even after we married, we would visit, you know, we, we always visited uh, went back to visit and spent time in the summer with our kids and saw my father, my 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 husband's family, and my father visited us in Florida and later in Georgia. We moved to Georgia. My husband and I moved to Georgia in the late 1990s, but my sister had moved here in the mid-80s, and my younger brother came after. He came also in the late 90s after we did. So the three of us live still live very close to each other, you know, in the same area um, and have raised our kids here together. So in, in 2006, my birth certificate father died of cancer. My husband, my sons and I took his ashes back to Hungary and buried him with his parents um, in the village where he was raised. Mm. Um, his aunt, his, my aunt, his sister was still living. She was still there. Um, her son was the mayor of the village where, you know, where, where my father grew up. It was just a very, 
touching time. I mean, it was a really nice time. They, mm. they were so gracious and, you know, so wonderful. And it had, it was actually the third time that I had been there in my life. Um, I had been there with my father, with my birth, with my father. Uh, when I was about three and a half, he took me there to uh, meet my grandparents, his parents. And uh, I went back when I was about 12 with my birth certificate father and my sister. And then um, in 2006, when we went and, and, uh, and buried, you know, buried his ashes, I always felt a connection to that place. I mean, I always felt uh, Hungarian. I, I felt, you know, to me, I did feel a, a strong connection to uh, that heritage, as well as my French Canadian, you know, my French Canadian heritage. But of course, that was also because I spent a lot of time in Quebec. So now we will fast forward to Christmas of 2017. My oldest son got me an ancestry DNA test for Christmas because I he knew how much I loved all that DNA stuff. You know, I like those shows, uh, mm-hmm. Finding Your Roots, Who Do You Think You Are, Long Lost Family. I mean, those were just like those were my favorite shows. I, I loved all those stories and there were always discoveries and, you know, it was just really interesting to me. So um, my oldest son, you know, got me, a, got me a test. My younger son and I had done a family tree on ancestry years earlier, like just using the, uh, the records that they have on there. Mm-hmm. And we had gone back quite a few generations on my mother's side because her family had been in Quebec for many, many, many generations. Um, My husband's family has also been in Quebec for many generations. And my married name is actually the same as my grandmother's maiden name. So we wanted to see if there was some sort of intersection um, in the tree somewhere, which there wasn't. So anyways, that was something that was interesting to me. So I got the test Christmas 2017. I took the test... In, on Super Bowl Sunday in 2018, I don't know when that was, probably February, and I got the results in March of 2018. So when I got those initial results, and I was just like so excited. I was excited. I I wasn't really expecting any uh, surprises as far as heritage, but I did have some curiosity um, about about. If there was, I mean, I, I was curious to find out if there was any um, uh, First Nations, you know, or Native DNA or um, Jewish DNA, since my father was from Eastern Europe. Mm-hmm. There had never been any uh, stories or indication or anything like that that there should be any of that. That was just something that I, I you know, another group of people, two groups of people that I felt really connected to uh, or you know, I felt some sort of uh, bond with. I just was very curious to see if there was any of that. I also wanted to see if there was any Irish, as uh, we had been told that my mother's grandmother was Irish. So I get the results in March of 2018, and it shows 45% France, 15% England, Scotland, 35% Italy or Greece. I, so I was like, okay, 
at that time, I don't know uh, if you may not be familiar with this, but at that time when when those results came out in early 2018, it would say 45% France. But then underneath it had a, a lot of countries saying could also include, you know, all these other countries, mm-hmm. 15% England or Scotland or whatever. And, and it had like, you know, a bunch of other countries that that could include. So Italy or Greece, it was 35% Italy or Greece also includes one of the countries that was listed was, was Hungary. Uh. So I was like, okay, you know, I, I, I wasn't, to me, it was kind of like, eh, there was no, no Jewish, no, no native, you know, but there was the <laughs> England, Scotland. So I thought, okay, well, there's probably some Irish, you know. Um, and of course, France and Italy or Greece, which could include Hungary. So, you know, and I never even uh, thought to look at the matches. It's I don't even know why I didn't think to look at the matches, but that was not something that I thought about or looked at. So I happened to talk to my mother on the phone shortly after I got those results. And I said, you know, I was just joking. And I said, oh, I did this DNA test and it's... and you know, she was, she lives in Florida. So she, she is not here locally with us, you know, and I, I mean, I just said to her as a joke, you know, I said, Oh, I said, it says uh, Italy or Greece. Um, Is there something, you know, I said, is there something you need to tell me? She goes, well, yeah. She goes, when I got, you know, when I was, when I got pregnant with you, I worked in an Italian restaurant and I was like, ah, ha ha, you're funny. You know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I knew that she had worked in Italian restaurants and Greek restaurants in in Montreal. So I I just, you know, I mean, I really blew it off. I didn't. And that's all she said. Like she Mm -hmm. wasn't. And the way she responded was kind of a joke, too. Mm. Wasn't shocked or, you know, anything like that. So I was like, well, she's so funny, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. So, I mean, I just kind of put all of that aside well, fast forward to October of 2018, I got an email from Ancestry saying, your DNA hasn't changed, but our our capabilities or whatever, the results have changed. Do you want to see your new results? So I was like, oh, okay, sure. You know, so <laughs> and I opened the email and it said 50% France, 50% Italy. No. And then at this time, it didn't have all the little countries underneath, you know, mm. could include this, could be this, that, or the other. So I was like, okay. And with their updated um, technology or whatever, they were able to see where the DNA came from. So I had all these, my mother's DNA has been in North America, you know, for probably many, a long, long time. Uh, so there was a lot of uh, DNA in Quebec. Um and then there was DNA that came from Salerno, Italy, to North America. So I'm like, well, this is not Hungary. This is this is in Italy. It's in southern Italy. It's you know, and I mean, I was just like, what? I was stunned. I was really stunned. And then, of course, my you know, I went back to that little conversation we had had back when I first told her about the results. And she said she worked in an Italian restaurant. And I was like, wow, I can't believe that. uh, I mean, I guess, you know, I I don't, I didn't know what to think. 
and you know at that point if i would have if she would have said yeah that's that can't be right that's not right i i would have uh, taken her word for it and just said well you know the test i mean they they had these vague results to begin with and it's probably just not you know not very accurate so of course i started thinking about it so this was in october of 2018 and i been thinking about it every day since then. I mean, all these scenarios went through my head. She was very pretty, young, you know, uh, friendly. I didn't know if, and I knew that she had worked in Italian restaurants and Greek restaurants. And I was wondering if something unfortunate had happened, you know, to her. And that was just one thought. So, you know, I just kind of figured I kind of needed to just talk to her with about this a little bit more. So she came for the holidays for Christmas of 2018. She came here to Georgia because all her children are here. And I was like, well, I need to try to just have some sort of conversation with her about this and see if there's any information. And I couldn't, I just couldn't bring myself to do it. So before she left in January of 2019, I just kind of, you know, she was, we were sitting at the table, she and I, and um, I just kind of, it, I just blurted it. I said, so who's my father? And she said, oh, she's, she gave me a name, a very Italian name with a middle initial. <laughs> and she said, you know, this was his name. He was my age. We worked together. He was the manager at the restaurant. He was very, very nice. And he was my boyfriend. That was, and I'm like, what? You know, I'm like, okay. And I didn't ask any more. I mean, and she didn't, you know, she didn't uh, offer any more information. I told my siblings, you know, and they, uh, my sister was a little uh, upset, I think, and surprised. Um, My brother didn't really comment, you know, but, uh, but, you know, of course my sister said, you know, it doesn't change anything, et cetera. So, so that was that, that was January of 2019. She went back to Florida and I didn't bring it up with her again. I spent all of 2019 wondering uh, about the family. I looked at the DNA matches. Um, I finally, finally looked at the DNA matches and my closest match was a second cousin with an Italian last name. There was there were no matches with the last name that my that my mother had given me, but there were Italian names, French names, English names. It took me <laughs> several months to figure out to uh look her up on Facebook. But after a few months I did do that. I looked her up, I found her very easily on Facebook. She lived in in you know near Montreal and had seven friends. (laughs) And so I looked at her friends. Uh, One of her friends had the same last name as the last name that my mother had given me, which was a relief to me because at that point I was starting to wonder if, you know, maybe my mother had not given me the right name. So I thought, okay, well, this lady who has seven friends and who is related to me um, has a friend with the same last name as my birth father's last name. So, and she was really my only link, you know, so I, I debated, I mean, I debated about contacting her on, um, uh, via Ancestry and I didn't, never got the nerve up to do that. 
Um, I didn't messenger message her on Facebook or, and which she didn't seem to be very active on there anyways. But, um, you know, and of course I did not call that phone number that, uh, that I had from looking up the name that my mother had given me in the phone book. Um, during that time, 2019, I, um, discovered Danny Shapiro on YouTube, I think. And she, you know, her story was amazing. And um, I did order her book. And eventually, you know, I read it, but not in 2019. Um, I mean, I just thought that she she had an amazing story. Um, I also listened to her podcast, <clears throat> Family Secrets, mm-hmm. which, which uh, I enjoyed. Um, so that was 2019. And I was really very curious. And it felt like it was a secret, of course. I couldn't really, I mean, I couldn't talk about it to anybody. My husband, you know, knew what had happened, you know, knew what I knew, of course, but I didn't discuss it with him or or anybody really. I mean, it was just kind of a, you know, part of me felt that, um, well, you know, I had a father, I loved my father and I shouldn't be trying to find another father, you know? Mm, okay. So that was, that was kind of my feeling at that time, but it just kind of was bigger than me. I mean, I, the desire to, to know was just bigger than me and I didn't feel Italian. I mean, I didn't feel, it didn't, you know, like some of the guests that you've had say, I always felt different. I felt like I, there was something missing, something different. I never felt that I didn't, uh, you know, I just didn't feel anyways. So that was 2019 had decided, you know, my mother was coming for the holidays, 2019, Christmas, 2019. Um, and I decided again, I was like, well, I need to try to have another conversation with her. And to me, it was, it's just easier to do it face to face, um, have another conversation with her and see if there's anything else she can remember about him, you know? Um, so when she came and uh, on New Year's Eve of 2019, 2020, we had a conversation and I asked her, I said, you know, do you remember, do you remember anything else about him? She said, yeah, you know, he was my boyfriend. We worked together at the restaurant. We would go for walks on the mountain during the break between lunch and dinner. And he was very nice. He was young. He was her age. He was young. So or, you know, 20, 21, 22. He lived with his, um, his uncle's family. He had just arrived from Italy, you know, I mean, just really vague stuff, but nothing, nothing, uh, specific and nothing that really told me anything more about, you know, how I can find him or them or the family. I asked her if she knew, you know, when I was born that I was his and she didn't answer like, yes or no. She said that my birth certificate father didn't know. She, I think she kind of alluded to the fact that she was suspicious because I was, uh, because I was dark haired and dark eyed and she is blonde and blue eyed. My birth certificate father had brown hair and brown eyes, you know, when I knew him, but as a child, evidently, you know, he was blonde. So I was darker than they were, but her father, my grandfather had curly black hair. So, I mean, that was kind of, you know, an explanation 
And I, and you know, I, I don't know that she even thought about it beyond that. But she did surprise me. <laughs> about a week later, early January, she, we were having lunch because she was getting ready to leave to go back to Florida. And at lunch, she said, um, she says, well, I, I contacted somebody. She says, I contacted and she gave his name. And um, I asked him if, if it would be okay for you to call him and speak with him. And I was like, shocked. I mean, I was floored. I was, to me, I kind of thought, well, she lost contact with him, you know, 50, 50 odd years ago. I mean, I, I never expected that she had his phone number. So she gave me his phone number and, you know, she, like I said, she had called him, explained to him that I had had a, you know, I did a DNA test, found out this information and could I call him? So she gave me his phone number. And then at the end of January of 2020, I called him and I was like, you know, a nervous wreck. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I called him and it was in the evening. Um, I called him. He answered the phone. I, I said, you know, this is my name. Do you know who I am? He said, yes. And then I asked him if this was a good time to talk. And he said, no, not really. I said, well, can I give you my phone number? And I did. And it took like, I don't know, I, I repeated it uh, multiple, multiple times. And he was just like, did, couldn't get, he was repeating it back to me and, you know, wasn't repeating it properly. I mean, it was like, and I'm thinking, oh, he's not, he's never going to call back. I mean, he's yeah. not going to call back, but it was fine because I, I, the phone number that she had given me matched the address that I had found in the phone book. So I had his address and I thought I'm going to write him a letter and send pictures and, you know, let's see what happens. Surprisingly, he did call me. He called me a few days later, left a, uh, you know, left a message and then I called him back um, and we had a conversation and, and just, you know, I kind of, uh, and he was like during the whole conversation, I mean, it was a 20 minute conversation and um, he told me a little bit about himself and he said that uh, he and my mother worked together and had a relationship, but she was married and he was living at his, you know, sleeping on his uncle's couch and uh, you know, et cetera. So, uh, he never, I mean, he acted totally at that time, acted totally shocked. Like he never thought, and I, you know, I asked him, I said, did you, did you ever see me when I was a baby? He said, yes, I, I saw you. Um, he knew my father, you know, my birth certificate father. Um, but anyways, so he, he had seen me, but he didn't, Never, he didn't think that I was his child. Mm. I guess at that time, it made it sound like the thought never crossed his mind. <laughs> but anyway, so I had this conversation with him. He he told me that he had moved to Montreal from Salerno, Italy, which is where the those genes came from um, in 1957. You know, so uh, that was so that was in late January of 2020. And I, I asked him after we had that conversation, I said, do you mind if I send you a letter and some pictures? And he said, no, that would be nice. That would be fine. Um, you know, he told me about his, that he had three sons, five grandchildren. And of course his sons are 
are younger than me. He he married um, his wife that he's still married to. He married her a year after I was born. Um, so in 1965. Um, and she's Italian also. She was, you know, she's from Italy. And they have three sons and five grandchildren. And, you know, they all live very close together in, in that part of uh, Montreal. I did send him a letter and pictures. So February of 2020, my birthday was in February. Um, and on my birthday, I received an email from um, my birth father's wife, which, you know, I had sent him a letter with with uh, telling him about me and with pictures and stuff in, in January. So in February on my birthday, I received a, an email from her saying that he received my letter and happy birthday, and he was going to write me a letter. And she also, at the same time, friend requested me on Facebook. So, of course, I accepted. Um, and that was, you know, just a nice surprise. It was very nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I received his letter. He, uh, you know, told me about himself and how he had moved to Montreal um, in 1957. And he, you know, told me where he was from in Italy, which which was Salerno. Um, and we, and, you know, sent a picture of he, him and one of him, him and his wife together. So at that time we kind of started communicating. I mean, we started, you know, having phone conversations maybe every couple of weeks and it's always just very short conversations. How's it going, et cetera. Um, I, and I had decided at that time that I, I really wanted to go meet them, um, <clears throat> So my plan was to go in April of 2020. <laughs> um, and of course, mm. that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, so main, you know, throughout 2020, we talked, I mean, you know, once or twice a month, we would talk and I would ask him questions. And he always answered, you know, the questions that I asked him. And um, I asked him if he had told his uh, sons about me. And he was waiting, he said, he wanted to tell them all together. And because of the restrictions and everything, they couldn't, you know, gather together. So he did end up telling them in May of 2020. Um, I guess they were together for Mother's Day. And he he told them about me, you know, that they had an older half-sister. I guess they were okay. I mean, they didn't, you know, from from what I, what he told me, they there was no big, uh, reaction or whatnot. I mean, they were surprised and, you know, they were teasing the oldest one that he wasn't the oldest one anymore. And I mean, it was all, you know, it it was not a big response. You know, we continued on through 2020, communicating, talking. Um, He sent me some pictures, quite a few pictures (laughs) of him and his family. And, you know, it was, it was real nice. So in, uh, December, last year in December, I asked him, I said, well, would it be okay if I, and I had not, never communicated with any of the, of the brothers, you know, and his wife, he always said, you know, she says hello and, and stuff like that, but nothing, you know, no other communications really. So I asked him last December, I said, would it be okay if I sent my half brothers uh, a letter, you know, introducing myself and kind of just letting them know about me. And he said, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. So I did. I sent them each a card and a letter. 
um, and a little gift, which I sent all of that to his house. I mean, I guess as soon as they got it, I got three responses, you know, three, they all reached out to me right away. Um, one of them, you know, sent me a little mess. Um, friend requested me on Facebook and sent me a message thanking me. Uh, the other one sent me an email and said, you know, it was that, that it was quite a shock. And, you know, his father was such a quiet man and they never would have suspected, you know, but it, and, you know, they, they did say that um, because in the letter that I sent them, I said that his their parents had been very gracious and, and kind and, you know, it was a good situation. So, and, and I appreciated that. And um, the brother that emailed me uh, said that his parents had told, you know, had spoken the same way about me, how I had been uh, mm. nice you know, to them. So <clears throat> the uh, oldest brother sent me an email, which was a little more detailed. He did tell me about himself and his family and, you know, his children and his wife and he said, and he suggested that we do a, a Zoom call, which I was like, oh my gosh, you know. <laughs> so we did in February of 2021, we did a Zoom call with um, with me and my family, my husband, my two sons, and and uh, my son's girlfriend, and um, my three, you know, my three half brothers and their families, and my birth father. Um, and his wife. So it was, you know, it was nice. I mean, and, you know, before we did the Zoom call, I got, I was a little nervous because I, he had, they had sent me a picture um, in, th- via messenger. His wife had sent me a picture of him and his three sons uh, that had been taken that year. Like, uh, I guess it was on Mother's Day. And I looked at them and I was like, I don't, you know, I asked my, my husband and my sons, I said, do I look like them? And, you know, one of my sons said, yeah, maybe you look like this one. And, you know, and, I mean, there was no big resemblance. Um, and they're all tall, good looking, you know, middle aged Italian men. And I'm short. <laughs> I'm not very tall. So, I mean, I just I and I couldn't see it like in the facial features or anything like that. Nothing striking. So, I mean, before we did the Zoom call, I, I got a little nervous. I mean, I I told my husband, I said, well, what if, you know, like, what if this, what if I'm not really related to them? And he said, well, he said, you know, maybe you should bring up doing a DNA test. And I I was like, yeah, I think I need to try to to do that somehow. But I didn't, you know, I didn't know how that was going to come up. So we had the Zoom call and it was really sweet, very nice. Um, The oldest brother has children that are in their, you know, young 20s like mine. And um, they they were there too, which I thought was nice. I mean, I thought it was nice that that the whole family was included. Mm-hmm. You know, no big secret or whatever. Yeah. So it was very nice. And during the conversation, I I just did I brought it up. I said, "Well, ha- have any of you thought of doing a, a DNA test?" Uh, and then the youngest one, the youngest brother, said, "No." He goes, "No." He goes. Uh, no, he says, I, I, there's definitely some resemblances. And I said, oh, okay. He says, well, have you seen uh, any pictures of my, mo- my aunt? I said, no. He goes, well, you know, you look like our aunt. I said, oh, okay. So, of course, nobody 
said that they would do a test. But a week later, my birth father, you know, we were, he called me and he said, well, we got, I got the box in the mail and, you know, he had, they had ordered a DNA test. So he did go ahead and take that um, ancestry DNA test and confirm that he was my, my father, you know. So, um, so that was February, 2021. Um, in April of 2021, my husband and I went to Canada. We, um, we have a, a little uh, cottage there. Um, you know, we had been vaccinated and everything. So we, <clears throat> and we're still, you know, Canadian citizens, even though we're American citizens also, but um, we were able to go over there because we had a property there. So we did go, we, we were there for a week. I met my, my birth father and his wife. They came to see us. They brought lunch, uh, you know, nice Italian lunch and homemade wine and uh, espresso coffee and, you know, the whole, the whole thing. So we had a nice lunch together and it was just so, uh, I mean, I felt very pretty powerful connection, I would say to him. It was nice. I mean, it was a nice lunch. It wasn't like, you know, there were no tears or big hugs or, I mean, there was, you know, a little hug, but nothing, nothing, it, it was not dramatic, you know? So we had a nice lunch and, and we, I got a little more info from him. Um, he did say that, um, that when I was born, there were two other ladies that worked at the restaurant with he and my mother. And um, the ladies told him after I was born, they said, you need to go to that, to the hospital. You know, that, that's your baby. That baby looks just like you. And he, um, and I asked him, I said, well, did you go? And he said, no, I didn't, you know, I didn't go. So, you know, that was, that was that. I think there was more, I mean, he kind of acknowledged that, I guess that had come up that it yeah, that, <laughs> that some people were mentioning it. And yeah. So he yeah. considered it. Yeah. Um, and if, and when I spoke to my mother, my mother was here last summer and I asked her, you know, I, I mean, we don't, we haven't talked about it a lot. Um, but I asked her, I, cause she asked, you know, did, you know, did you meet him? And I said, yes, I met him. You know, they brought us lunch. He's very nice. His wife is nice. And I said, I said, well, he said, you know, that, um, he, you know, I told her what, what he had told me about what the ladies that, that they worked with had said. She said, yeah. She said, well, when I was in the hospital, I, he did call and he wanted to go see her. But she said, you know, absolutely not because, uh, you know, she didn't want him to go to the hospital to visit her. So, um, you Just know, to so confirm, was your, your mom was with my, for sure, with your, your father then? My birth certificate. Your father. birth, yes, yes, your birth certificate. <laughs> she was with him, yes. So I, that's why she didn't want. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she was. Yes, she was with him when I was born. You know, he was there. I mean, well, I don't. He was not there because in those days, you know, they didn't have to be there. But um, he signed the paperwork, and I think she had to have a C-section, and he he had to sign. You know, so it was. Uh, I mean, like I said, they were living as man and wife. They, uh, you know, I think they were, I mean, she was Mrs. So-and-so. He signed the paperwork when I was born and he, I was his baby. So, 
So yeah, so that was April 2021. We went back in July of 2021, my husband, my oldest son and I, they invited us to their house for uh, lunch and to meet the the half brothers. So we, um, we went um, and it was like, it was so nice. I mean, we drove into this little, this neighborhood and, you know, which was, it's, it's an Italian neighborhood. Um, <laughs> there were a lot of uh, Italian flags on the balconies because Italy had just won some sort of uh, soccer match against England. I think it was a big deal. So they were, you know, they were all celebrating these, the, the people in that area. Um, so we went to their house and they had a big, big, big table in the backyard and we sat outside for, I mean, it was like a six hour lunch, you know, <laughs> and it was, everybody was there. I mean, the three brothers were there, their families were there, my family, you know, my family, except for one of my sons, you know, I, I had one, one son there, one was not. Um, so he got to meet his cousins and it was nice. I mean, it was so, uh, I was so appreciative. I mean, I just felt very appreciative of, of that, you know? So, and I, so we invited them to our place the next day, which was Sunday and they all came, all of them, hmm. which I was like, wow. I mean, I was just like, this is so nice. You know, hmm. I, I know that the family is very, very, very important to them. Um, and they get to, I mean, they all live nearby. They all, you know, I think they get together for a meal every weekend, every Saturday or Sunday. Um, and, um, you know, it's, it's important to them. Plus, in July, things were not so, and of course, everybody was vaccinated. So we were all, you know, we all felt safe. And it was before the Delta variant. So, I mean, we were pretty comfortable, you know, we were outside, we were and I think they were happy too to get together with each other mm-hmm. after not being able to do so uh, yeah, as much. Really. So, um, so yeah, it was nice. We saw them, you know, Saturday at their house, Sunday at our place, and then um, then we we left, and um, of course continued on throughout all this time talking on the phone once or twice a week, um, not once or twice a week, once or twice a month. My husband and I went back in September because we had to do some repairs on, you know, on our place there. And it was our th- uh, our 30th um, anniversary, which I mentioned to them that we would be there, you know, during our 30th anniversary. So they invited us, my brother and my half brother, you know, he, they invited us to their, to their place for lunch with the whole family again. And they, um, and again, it was, you know, super long lunch. Um, and they had a cake for us. I mean, it was nice. It was just very, very nice. And that's it. I mean, that's, that's kind of where we are now. You know, I'm just very thankful that it worked out the way it did. I'm, I feel with him a very, uh, a bond, you know, like a, I feel a bond with him for sure. With the brothers, it's like, not really, but they're nice, you know, like they're all nice. Everybody's, they're, everybody's pretty reserved. So there's not a lot of, uh, there's not a lot of, there's no drama. I mean, there's no, you know, um, and they, they're nice guys. I mean, they're very nice guys. And of course, like since then we've kind of, we kind of send messages to each other once in a while and, you know, they're all into football. So, you know, uh, 
it sounds just, like you've expanded your family and, and had some, some nice little additions to it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the thing that I'm, the thing for me that I've realized is that the timing is definitely, the timing was good. You know, for me, the timing was, was pretty good. I mean, my, you know, my birth certificate father had been, you know, had been gone for almost 15 years. And then I get this father, which to me, when I think of them now, they're both my father, you know, it's almost like when you have two kids, I mean, they're both your kids, you know, so I can't really, I mean, I do think of my birth father as my father when I think of him and and I think of my birth certificate father as my father. Um, And I'm so thankful that my birth father is healthy, you know, he's healthy, he's 80, um, but very healthy and fit and you know, I mean, I'm really thankful for that. And my, my goal is to um, spend as much time with him as I can, you know, in the coming years. Isn't that nice? Mm -hmm. And the timing thing is, is important too, because definitely if I would have found this out when I was in my thirties, you know, it would have been, I mean, at my age, when, you know, your kids are raised and, yeah, you're kind of working out your towards your retirement. It's um, the timing was good for me. Yeah, yeah, it really sounds like it. And also, especially how nice, you know, once people were able to start to see each other again, and yeah. people were getting vaccinated, that here you get to meet your, your new, your new members of your family. Yeah, then. And, and by the way, congratulations, happy belated 30, 30 years. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Happy anniversary. Thanks. If people want to uh, send uh, anything to Julia, just go ahead and send it my way and I will forward it along to her. And the show's email is npestories at gmail.com. And we will we will just keep your your privacy, Julia, and I will make sure and send anything along your way. Okay. But thank you. Thank you for sharing your your union, your family union story with with me today. I, I love to get NPE stories and and I really appreciated listening to you today. Yes. And thank you, Lily, for, you know, for doing this. It's really uh, I know you put in a lot of time on this and, and I appreciate you doing that. Also, I love listening and re-listening to uh, to all of the um, stories that you that you share with us. These stories are here for us to identify with. If you are an NPE and would like to share your story, email npestories at gmail.com. You do not have to give any identifying information. If you are an NPE and would like to share your story, I'd like to hear from you. Subscribe to this podcast to hear more. Come heal with us.